What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar, and I am joined by my co-host, Tyler Pachelke. What's going on, Tyler? How you doing, man? What's up, dude? Before we start, be sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TSK Show. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. Like us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash TSK Show. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash TSK Show or just type in the keyword The Sports Kingdom Show on either Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Well, Tyler, we both kind of saw it coming, but LeVar Ball pulled LiAngelo Ball from UCLA earlier this week. We definitely have to talk about that in a little bit. In the NBA, as the Clippers begin to descend to the bottom of the Western Conference, DeAndre Jordan has hired an agent after not having an agent for two years. Uh, Also, the Thunder continue to struggle, and I think Russell Westbrook might be starting to regret signing that extension during the offseason. We will also reveal our top five players in NBA history. Uh, But we have to talk about the NFL first, though, and the craziness that was Week 13. Some suspensions handed down, some late-game dramatics. The dirty play. (laughs) Who has made it into the exclusive club of being in your NFL power rankings presented by the Cup Barbershop? Oh, well, all right. I'm going to start out with a team that took a loss, but they lost to New Orleans' Panthers at 8-4. and four. Um, They're still in my top ten. They still have a good shot to get a wild card spot and even the division. Um, Cam and Keekley are both playing well, so they always got a shot. Um, so I threw them in at number ten. Now, number nine is probably a surprise. Uh, but it's the Atlanta Falcons at seven and five, coming off their loss to Minnesota. Interesting. Yeah, um, they're they they play all four of their remaining games are against the NFC South, so that could either be really good for them or really bad for them. They if they win like three out of four of those, I mean, they control their own destiny. Yeah, they they can they play New Orleans twice, so um, you know, and New Orleans is nine and three, and they're seven and five, so it's like. If they if they beat New Orleans twice, which at the beginning of the year everyone would have picked Atlanta to beat New Orleans, yeah, um, they're at the same record and that's and still have two more games, so they're in a good position. I still think they're a really good football team, so they're in my top ten. Um, yes, they're they're in a tough situation in the playoff hunt, but the NFC is loaded. Yeah, definitely. Um, next, I got uh, my favorite one of my favorite teams, Saxonville. Unfortunately, yep. I can't really go too too in depth on them. Yeah, this it's not week not too lovey dovey this week. Yeah, because they're the enemy. But I, you know, they're still eight and four. I, I, they're in a tough race with Tennessee, but I still think they're going to win the division. Um, and yeah, so I still got Saxonville up there in the top ten. Um, moving on to number seven, and this is getting tough. I don't all these <laughs> NFC teams uh, to rank these guys. They all yeah. are very intriguing to me. But uh, coming at number seven, I got the Rams. Seven. Seven. Hold on a minute. There's just too much hold talent. Hold on, hold on. It's too much talent up no, top. No, 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 no. The no. team that they could have swapped with is New Orleans um, at number six. That's still too low. But, Dude, that, but hey, if no, you hear the top they're, five, you'll they're understand. In the, they're in first place in their division. Yep. They're they're nine and three. Yeah. 
No, they and they have the best, and they have arguably the best offense in the NFL. But there's a lot of other good teams got a lot of the good things going for them. Yeah, a lot them. of good teams that the Rams are better than. Hey, we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Right now, I, I got them at number seven. They can prove more. Um, what did you have them at last week? Like four? No, I think I had them at six. But everybody won in the top ten. The, the, and the only teams that lost, lost to other top ten teams. Atlanta lost to Minnesota, and Philly lost to Seattle. Philly's the one that really fucked everything up. Yeah. I mean, and Minnesota. Yeah, well. For me, personally. Because <laughs> you love Minnesota, right, Tyler? Because I, I hate Minnesota. And so now I'm, I'm ranking them more appropriately now. And so everybody's getting bumped well, down. Well, I'm sure Nick Volhaber really appreciates that. Everybody had good wins this week. And so they beat Arizona, who was probably the easiest win of everybody scheduled above them, other than maybe New England. Shut them out in England. Hey, that's... 33 well, to nothing. Regardless, I like the Rams. We're going to see what they're going to do in the playoffs. You know how I feel about that. Um, golf is going to be... It's going to be It's going to be good to see how he finishes the season. Um, and like I said, I had uh, New Orleans at number six. Uh, Drew Brees had a, had a good win against Carolina. I yeah. mean, they had to take care of that. So um, luckily they bounced back, um, and they're looking good as ever. Um, number five, this is the one, though. Philadelphia Eagles dropping. That's a, that's, a, that's a long fall. It's a long fall. And it was a good – it's not a bad loss, but the teams above them had better wins. I mean, I'm sounding kind of yeah. like a college football playoff yeah. analyst right now. Yeah, do you, you want to make this a four-team playoff? I just an heard that. Playoff. I just realized that listening to myself. I sound like a, I'm talking about college football, but it's true. I mean, Seattle beat Philadelphia. I got to have Seattle above Philadelphia right now. And Carson Wentz, and you know, regardless of the playoffs or whatever, I don't know how we're going to see the Eagles finish the season. Yeah. You know they're a great football team. They probably will win twelve games this year. They're gonna lose this week. Okay, see, so there it goes. They're at number five, at, <laughs> and, and next week at ten, it'd probably be ten and three. Um, so yeah, at number four, I got the Seahawks. I got them right above at eight and four. I'm sorry, you can't have the Rams lower than the Seahawks right now. Um, except for the Seahawks came to LA and handled business. We're and- in first place right now. It doesn't right now. It doesn't matter. I'm talking the the record isn't so important. It's just how you're looking right now. Okay. And the Seahawks, Russell Wilson's looking fantastic. Our front seven's great. We are twenty and five in December with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. Twenty and five. Okay. So this this month's gonna be a big month. We have we we gotta play we gotta play the Rams at home. You know, and so that's gonna be that's that's gonna be a tough travel for L. A. We also got to play Jacksonville still, and then we play the Dallas when Zeke comes back. <laughs> oh, wow. and then our last game's against Arizona. So I mean, we well, don't have necessi- we don't have an easy back four. But if we take care of those, you know, if we take care of business in those games um, coming out of December, we're going to be looking, you know, mighty nice coming in. Obviously, the I'm a little biased, but I also cover the team a little more detailed than the rest, so I know. Um, yeah, I'm happy with the team. Coming at number three, this is another big surprise. I got the, the I got the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> and, took, you know, it took you a second to get really spit those words they're ten, out. They're ten and two. They beat the Falcons. They beat new. Uh, they beat the Rams. Which we bo- we both said the Falcons were going to win that game. Yeah. And I was watching that game, and I was like, I need the Falcons to win this game. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm, I feel like my win percentage of picks has been great this year, and if I could take away all the Vikings games, it would <laughs> look really good. Um, 
if I continue to pick them to lose, I, I, I'm just waiting for that day for Case Keenum to come back to being an average NFL quarterback and not playing so well. Uh, but he keeps killing it, so I can't take that away from him. Um, I've always said that they have um, one of the best and one of the most athletic defenses. Uh, so got another they got another tough game coming up this week we'll see how we'll see how i uh how i pick on that one um and then into the top two i got two AFC, afc teams now i don't know if that's just because the nfc is so tough and everyone's beating each other up but um i think that definitely plays a role yeah coming in at number two i got pittsburgh who is very lucky to escape with the win Ext- yeah extremely some lucky. of them are lucky to escape with their lives yeah no, it's, yeah. it's scary stuff. Thought, so, thoughts and prayers to Ryan Shazier. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, that's that's always super scary in any situation. Um, and then you know, so I got Pittsburgh and I got New England. It was my top two teams. Um, te- both ten and two, both coming off a win. Both have uh, veteran quarterbacks stacked, ready for the playoffs. Uh, Pittsburgh has the most talented, you know, trio in the NFL. I'm telling you, they got to add Boswell to the triple Bs. They got to make it quadruple, man. Hey. That's two game-winning field goals in a row. He's an honorary B. No, his name is Brian Boswell. He's got two Bs in his no, name. No, he's his own triple B. We'll Double out, B. We got to figure out what his middle name is. But no, I, I, I think I think now I'm kind of trying to figure out if New England and Pittsburgh play in the playoffs, who would win, and it'd be tough depending on home field advantage. but Oh, yeah, that that would definitely play a huge role in that game. But I still think New England uh, – I still think New England's going to take it. So I got New England at number one at 10 and 2. Makes sense to me. So uh, from, from 1 to 10, I got Patriots, and then I got the Steelers. Then it goes uh, Vikings, Seahawks, Eagles, Saints, Rams, Jaguars, Falcons, and the Panthers. All right, that wraps up Tyler's NFL Power Rankings presented by the Cup Barbershop. Now move to my picks of the week for uh, week 14 in the NFL. Last week I went 12-4. Uh, and four. That's now two weeks in a row of going 12-4. and four. I got 14-2. and two. I had a good week except for the fucking Vikings. So, <laughs> What's your season total at now? 111 and 50, so still sitting like around 70%. No, All right. I need, to, I need to pick it up these last four weeks. Yeah, I'm at 106 and 55, so Not bad. I'm, I'm creeping up no, slowly but surely. I mean, one bad week and you'll be right there. I, I think this might be the week because I feel like you might be shocked by some of these picks. It was hard, it's hard for me to pick right now. Like I said, the NFL is a great league. It's just everyone's so good. I, I, I think so many of these football teams are good. And even some of these teams I don't think are good are good. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's hard to pick games, game in and game out, because I still see these teams from what we thought about week one, too. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, sometimes I shouldn't do that. But it's just like there's some teams that don't have great records that you should show respect for. And I, I talked well about the Chargers early on. Yeah. And, you know, look at them. That's, that's, They're really how, com- that's how it can go. I mean, four wins in December can change any one of these teams. Um, and – some of these teams that are out of it can come in and beat some of these good teams. So it's it's tough picks. Yeah. So let's jump right into it. Uh, we got the NFC South matchup on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Orleans Saints coming in at nine and three, traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Falcons coming in at seven and five. Uh, the line for this game is New Orleans minus one and a half. Yeah, this is a tough game uh, for. Well, it's a pick. It's a tough game, and uh, for Atlanta. <laughs> playing Sunday night and then having in Seattle 
having to fly back. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a tough. Um, but I think I think New Atlanta is going to win this game. You think Atlanta's winning this game? Yeah. See, I think New Orleans is winning. Yeah, this like game. I said, I think Atlanta's going to make a push. I think they're going to win three of the last four of these games. I think the one they're going to lose out of their four is the one that's at New Orleans. Okay, so you think they split with New Orleans? Yep. Okay, see, I think New Orleans sweeps it. Yeah, because no. I think New Orleans is that good. Yeah, and see, like before the season started, you know, I would have, I would have picked Atlanta. So I got, I, and I, I still mean, think they're a good. Look football at the, team. yeah, look at the way New Orleans started yeah. this season. Yeah. Plus, I mean, even if New Orleans goes two, two and two in these back, you know, four games, they're still going to make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next on Sunday, we got the Colts and Jacoby Brissett. Coming in at three and nine, traveling to Buffalo to take on Bills Mafia. Coming in at six and six, uh, Buffalo minus four is the line. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I mean, I'm taking Buffalo. I'm taking Indianapolis. Yeah, I I think uh, although it's it's sketchy up there with the Tyrod scenario. That that's exactly why I'm taking Indianapolis. Yeah. I, I still just like Indianapolis Buffalo has the better December. quarterback. Yeah. Jacoby Brissett is better than Nathan Peterman. Yeah, no, that's no doubt. <laughs> Case in point, yeah, look at the no, Bills Jacoby's versus the Chargers. Jacoby's making money this year, and Nathan Peterman might have ruined his career. But yeah, hopefully Nathan Peterman can make a comeback. I just hope his confidence isn't shot. Yeah, that's what I mean. Hopefully he can do all right, and to where it's just not the end for him. Yeah. Uh, next, we got. Your fa- one of your favorite teams, the Minnesota Vikings, coming in at ten and two, traveling to Carolina to take on the Panthers. The Co- Panthers are winning this game for sure. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. In my mind. There's no doubt about it. In my mind, the Panthers are. You winning are this rolling game. with this Vikings hate all season, huh? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, I can't back down on my opinion now. I don't. I just. It's amazing what they're doing, bouncing back from the, the from the Dalvin Cook injury, from their quarterback situation. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but they're going to lose. <laughs> I, I also have Carolina winning this game. Um, but for those that care, the line is Minnesota minus two and a half. God, of course. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I think Carolina Carolina's in that hunt with that NFC South. I think all those, all all three of those teams in that race for the NFC South are going to be playing really good football right now. Well, they have to because yeah, their, their season relies on it. Yeah. I mean, that would be insane to see uh, three teams from one division – Go to the playoffs. I've only seen that a couple times. Yeah, and have the ra- the Rams squeak in and Seahawks. Yeah, watch Ra- on TV. yeah. So that means Rams or Rams or Seahawks would not make the playoffs. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next, we got the Chicago Bears coming in at three and nine, traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bengals coming in at five and seven. Uh, the line for this is Cincinnati minus six. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Bengals are going to win this game probably by the, 10 points. Yeah, I think the Bengals are going to win this game as well, uh, even without Vontez Berfic, who I think is in the concussion protocol. Yeah. So yeah. he'll probably have to miss Sunday. And then the safety. Georgia Loca. Yeah, Georgia yeah. Loca. Uh, he's suspended for one game because yeah. of his hit on a, on Antonio Brown in the bloodbath that yeah. was Monday Night Football. Yeah. That is, um, uh, we'll get into that a little bit more when we talk about the Steeler game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we both have the Bengals winning that game. So no, it's a it's, they're a better foot. They're a better it's, it's, team. A non- Chicago, it's a non-interest game for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, same here. Uh, although I mean, Chicago does have some exciting, you know, young talent on offense. We'll see where that goes. But Tree Cohen, yeah, that nasty uh, return tutty this last. Yeah, weekend. that was nice. 
Uh, next, we got the Green Bay Packers coming in at 6-6, six and six, traveling to Cleveland to take on the winless Browns. Line for this is Green Bay minus three. Green Bay, man. They're scary. Yeah. If they, I mean, they're gonna, I think they're going to go to Cleveland and win, and then they're going to be 7-6, and six, and all of a sudden it's going to be, you know, if Rodgers is, Rodgers is nuts, we'll see Appa- if he He's can, cleared to practice this week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> – that changes everything. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think it is a little too late for the Green Bay. I don't know if they can get there from being. If they can knock out four straight and the NFC South goes berserk and yeah. who knows what happens. Yeah, the NFC South is really what is going to, you know, the playoff picture depends on the NFC South and how they play each other right now. Yeah. But unfortunately, they play so many games against each other that. It's it's just not going to matter for the Packers because it's just too little, too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if ten games is even enough, but I, I definitely think Green Bay is going to go in there and beat Cleveland, and it's uh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see yeah. what Rodgers wants to do. Yeah, um, I want to say I think the Browns are going to win one game this season, but I don't know if I have the confidence to pick them in the rest of their games. No, I never, I never. Th- Oh, that's crazy. I never think a team can actually do it, but I've seen it done. So. Only the Lions. Yeah. So, next we got the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Garoppolo getting his first win without having to throw a single touchdown pass. Yeah. Well, hey, San Francisco, they're they're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, they're traveling down to Houston to take on the Texans. Uh, Niners coming in at 2-10. and 10, Texans coming in at 4-8. and eight. Line for this, Houston minus 3. I got I got San Francisco. Going I have San Francisco winning this game. Yeah, I think they're going to go. I I like the way they're moving at the begin at the beginning of the season. I didn't think this team had any identity or they're going to go anywhere with it. I didn't understand what they were and getting Garoppolo and seeing the development of their running backs. Um, they already have some good young defensive players. They've got an identity now. They can. Uh, I like what's what's happening. They've definitely handled their quarterback situation a lot better than the Giants have. And that's for sure. A couple other teams as well. Next, we got the Oakland Raiders coming in at six and six, traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Also coming in at six and six. Line for this is Kansas City minus four. AFC West is crazy. I I, I think Kansas AFC City, West and the NFC South are. Yeah, the, I think Kansas City's winning. They got they got to turn around eventually. I think I said last week Kansas City's not winning another game this season. I got Oakland winning. That'd be that'd be. So Kansas good. City is imploding. Did you see Marcus Peters throw the flag? Yeah. In the stands. Yeah. You see who caught it? Is this some kid? Yeah. It was a group of, like, Hasidic Orthodox Jews. <laughs> nice. It was awesome. It's your, it's your boys out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, My boys out in New York. Uh, no, what was funny about that play is I'm pretty sure there was two holding penalties on um, the Jets, and and the two players that were held were Austin Safarian Jenkins and Jermaine Curse. Two local Washington kids that went to the University of Washington, which is also where Marcus Peters, um, who held them, (laughs) went to college. So it was just University of Washington, crime on crime. Well, and then Marcus Peters thought he got ejected and went to the locker room. Took off all his shit. Yeah, and then found out he wasn't ejected and came back out on the field. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Kansas Although before the season started, I was I kind of always had my fingers crossed that at the end of the season Mahomes would get a shot. Maybe we're going to see Mahomes. I yeah, think, I, I think really highly of Mahomes. I think he's going to be uh, not only a starting quarterback. I think he's going to be a star. He's he's a good football player. 
Yeah, I mean, especially for Kansas City. Yeah, because Kansas City might be done with the Alex Smith. Uh, and they got talent. Era. They got Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill. You know, Kelsey and that offensive line. If you put Mahomes in there. Someone told me the other day I look like Travis Kelsey. Hmm. I don't know. You don't see it? People, people nah. I'm okay with it. I, yeah. it. It's the first time it's ever happened, so Kelsey, I, it kind of. Kelsey, yeah, that's weird. I don't know. I don't get it. People see weird shit, though. I don't know. I get, I get told I get to look like random people. Well. Chris Pratt. That's a good one. That I can see. That's not bad. Um. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I got Kansas City winning. I got Oakland winning, so got to got to make up some wins somehow. Yeah. No. Uh, next, we got the Detroit Lions coming in at six and six, traveling down to Tampa Bay to take on the four and eight Buccaneers. Line for this: Tampa Bay minus one. Really? Yes. That shocks you? Yeah. I mean, I got Detroit winning. I have Detroit winning this game too, but I got I got Detroit winning this game by double digits. No, I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I, th- I, I think De- I think Detroit's going to win by like a field goal. Yeah. So that the line doesn't like really Tampa shock Bay, me. Though, so. I don't like Tampa Bay either, yeah. but they, got J- I mean, they have weapons. Yeah. Now Jameis, just no Mike Evans still though, right? No, I think it was only a one game suspension. No. Well, no. I mean. They do have weapons. I, they're just another team I disrespect, but luckily they're not very good this year, so yeah, it hasn't really caused an issue. Yeah. Next, we got another rivalry matchup that isn't really a rivalry this year because the Giants are yeah really. But these games are crazy. Yeah, so good games to watch. Eli's playing, so. But we got the Dallas Cowboys coming in at six and six, traveling to New York to take on the Giants. Giants coming in at two and ten. I want the Giants to win so bad, but oh, the, I have the Giants winning this game. I think Dallas wins. Line is Dallas minus four, yeah. so uh. I have the Giants winning this game. I'm surprised Eli is playing this game. Yeah, no, that's a crazy scenario. But with the new coach, Eli's in there. I hope they. I hope they get the win. I just don't think they're going to. I saw a meme on. Um, on social media, and it was the Giants fired Ben and Jerry. Yeah. Ice cream's out of business. Dude, God, that's just so stupid. <laughs> that's that's your mark? Is you're going to be the guy that fucked up Eli's streak? But apparently Eli had the chance to say no. Yeah. Eli, Eli said he yeah. had the chance to say no. Yeah, but it was because they told him, like, he wasn't going to start. Like, yeah. They were going to take him out eventually, and they weren't preparing to win, and he didn't like that. Yeah, and – now that they're going to bring him back, if I was him, I would have said, go fuck yourself. Yeah, no, me I too. I wouldn't play. I would sit out the rest of the season. Yeah, but that's Eli, man. I mean, good for Eli, I guess. But your team's 2-10, bud. You ain't going to do squat. Uh, next, we got the Tennessee Titans coming in at 8-4 and four to take on the Arizona Cardinals coming in at 5-7. and seven. Line for this is Tennessee minus 3. I got the Cardinals winning this game. So do I. Yep. I, 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 uh, Tennessee is... Tennessee is probably the best team I left out of the top ten, but I really—I mean, they have a good, they have some good—they have some good players. But I just—I for some reason I haven't gotten around them. I also really like Arizona, even though they haven't had a good year this year. Yeah, um, but I mean, they. No, David Johnson is tough. Carson Palmer going down. Yeah, all all, all that you know, but the, but Arizona always just battles, and that defense is so good. They have so many players, and it's beaten up too, but. Um, I still I think the Arizona is going to win this game at home. 
Yeah, I definitely think that's probably one of the only reasons they win. And also, I think that secondary can, yeah. can have a really good day against Mariota. Yeah, no, and and, uh, and Chandler Jones has had a great year this year. He's oh, like, yeah. yeah. So, they're going to be all right. Next, we got the New York Jets coming in at 5-7, and seven, traveling to Denver to take on the Broncos. Broncos coming in at 3-9. and nine. Line for this is Jets minus one. This was a tough game to pick, but I got the Jets winning. I have the Jets winning as well. I like the Jets this year. I'm going with the Jets because they're playing better right now. Denver's a mess. They don't know what they're doing. They're, yeah. they're, they're already thinking about next year now, so it's, it's, it's kind of over for them. Yeah, I no. got the Jets, Jets coming into Denver again in a win, which is insane to say Yeah, in December. I agree. Uh, I definitely think the Jets are winning. I, I – as well as thinking the Chiefs won't win another game this season, I don't think the Broncos are winning another game this season. They have the kind of yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel about Denver. They've they've just lost it. Yeah, they're frustrated. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you saw it with you saw it with uh, Akeem Talib. You know, he's obviously frustrated. Well, and Michael Crabtree taped his chain, so he had to go make a point. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like if if that was a game that mattered. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know because Oakland and Denver at this point in the season could have been you know something. They, yeah, they could it could have been a fight for first it don't place. Matter. He's not winning. Fuck it. Yeah. Next we got the Washington Redskins coming in at five and seven, traveling here to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Chargers coming in at six and six. Line for this is Chargers minus six. Yep, I got Carson winning. Yep, I got the Chargers winning as well. They're rolling. Philly's uh, Phillips going to be. He's going to have them ready to go this last four games, see if they can make a push this playoff. It would be an incredible comeback. Yeah. I mean, Phillip Rivers in December, it's always fun to watch. Yeah, he's the man. He's, <laughs> he, he's man. He's, I, I love the way he plays. He's so passionate. Yeah, and then next we got potentially game of the week. We yeah, got, this, is, this is a tough one. This is uh, Seahawks coming in at 8-4. and four. Traveling to Jacksonville to take on the eight and four Jaguars. Line for this is Jacksonville minus three, and I assume they're only favored because they are at home. Yeah, and Seattle is not good at traveling to the East Coast. But um, it's not really the East Coast; it's Florida. Dude, that's literally the farthest stadium you can get. No, from Seattle. I I get that, but it's no, not I, cold weather. But I'm saying no, 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 no. That's not that's not what it is. It's literally. I think it's the time zone. I mean. Even like I'm saying, we've gone to Carolina, we've gotten beaten, we've gone to Tennessee and gotten beaten. You know, we've you guys just have past, problems traveling east. Yeah, in the past, okay. in the past, when we traveled to that East Coast time period or time zone, <laughs> time zone, it, it uh, doesn't go well for us. But obviously, I got Seahawks winning this game in Jacksonville. I got Jacksonville winning this game. It's gonna be a good game, but I think Seattle's defense is just too too good for that offense to score enough points to beat Seattle. Jacksonville's going to play great defense, but I just don't think that uh, Jacksonville has any points to offer. I mean, they're probably going to score three to seven points. On offense. I think most of their points are going to come from defense this week. That's true. That's, that's, I, that's a good point. I mean, Seattle as well, though. Seattle. I would say Seattle is good for about – Three of those Russell Wilson scramble plays where he just gets away from a bunch of tackles, makes something crazy happen, either a long run or a long throw, and it either goes for a touchdown or a big gain. 
I don't think he's going to be able to do that against this Saxonville Jaguars team. No, they, no. You you yourself call them the Saxonville Jaguars. Yeah, yeah no, they they uh, their pass rush is is uh, really good, but Russell's magic, man. He's the magic man. He gets out of it, and they're gonna have to be they're gonna be moving him all over the place. Uh, Jacksonville's gonna get to him, but he's gonna make more plays than Blake Portals does. Now that I can't really argue with. Yeah, so I mean, you know, as good as Jacksonville's defense is, and how much I love them, they're not better than Seattle's defense. So, and even if you want to call it a wash, Blake Bortles is not beating Russell Wilson. No. Now we got the big battle. This is this is game of the week. Right now, this is game of the week. Yes, this is the future. That's what this is. I'm going to compare this to a Lakers-76ers game. This is, this is the future, though. This is, uh, this is where it's going to be the next couple of years, this, this matchup. We got the Philadelphia Eagles coming in at 10-2, and two, coming off their first loss in a very long time. Yeah. Traveling here to Tinseltown. Back, back to the West Coast for them. Back to the West Coast. Well, no, they're staying on the West Coast. And this is their second time in L.A., Yes, this is also their second time in L.A. They are practicing at Angel Stadium. It, they transformed it into a football field. Nice. Um, that was nice, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, the Rams actually played there back in the day for a short period of time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so they are staying uh, down in Irvine, staying on the West Coast to take on the Rams, coming in at 9-3 and three off a win against the Cardinals. Line for this is Rams minus two. Yeah, I mean, I get, like like I said, just one loss to Seattle from Philly. Just everyone, you, you just now it's you're second guessing where everybody's at. This NFC is so deep. If people don't know how to bet these games because it's like, do I go with the team that I saw two weeks ago and was like they have you know yeah this ten game win streak or or do I go with the team that just beat them? It's been there before, um, but in this matchup. Yeah, it was tough for me to bet. Uh, tough for me to take a, a team, but I'm going with the Rams. I'm also going with the Rams. I'm going with the Rams. I think uh, their offense is better, and so although Phillies, Phillies, these are two. These are two of the top three offenses in there. Yeah, NFL. statistically, the Rams have the best offense in the NFL right now. Yeah, so I mean, that's I think that's what, uh, and I'm always hoping for a shootout, but I'm, yeah. this is a game that I really hope is a shootout, although both these teams have pretty good run games and defenses, so more likely won't be a shootout. Yeah. But I, I, I'm excited to see Wentz and the Eagles golf in the Rams for the next couple of years. Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely going to be a nice setup to what is to come in future years in terms of, NFL crop of talent but I think one of the big things in this game is going to be the defense because Alec Ogletree uh, linebacker for the Rams hurt his elbow and he says it wasn't on the front flip he did into the (laughs) end zone but it it kind of looks like it might have been but I just think having a player like Aaron Donald on that front front line on the defense I think he's going to get to Carson Wentz, and it's going to be a long day for Carson back there in the pocket. Yeah, exactly. I mean, these offenses are good, but these teams have good enough defenses to where 
it's not going to be just an offensive juggernaut. Uh, the defense is going to make some plays, and that's probably what, you know, the sacks and the interceptions and the fumbles and the turnovers and the special teams plays, those are the kind of plays they are going to win these games. Because they're both going to run the ball well. Both have great running backs. Their quarterbacks are both playing good. Yeah, I'm worried. They're I'm, both going to score. They're not going to shut each other out, but the defense is – they're going to make plays. I'm worried this game is is going to – has the potential to turn into the Vikings-Rams game where it's tied at halftime and then the Eagles just run away with it like the Vikings did. Yeah, it, we'll see, though. Second half for Philly being on the West Coast for this long and not sleeping at home, you know. I don't know. I, I think I th- it favors L.A. right now. That's that's I, These teams are awash to me, so those are the little things that are favoring them right now. Now, it it's interesting to bring this up at this time where you say, like, the the Eagles aren't sleeping in their own beds and all of that and being on the West Coast and all of that, but th- with the fires going on right now, the air quality is probably pretty shitty. Yeah. I, yeah, no, not they, a, not a great place. They got not a great place to stay right now. The one one of the Rams' practice facilities is in like Thousand Oaks, which is pretty close to one of the fires. Yeah, I just don't think it affects these guys. They got enough money where you know they're in air conditioned places. You know, they're spending the extra money to be inside. They're not. They're not going to be outside. They're going to be. In, they're fine. They're NFL but players. Ju- they're millionaires. But just that change of routine in terms of practice and yeah, no, preparation. That, no, that does suck and all for of that. that does suck for Philly. The air I mean the air well, quality. Fi- sucks no, I'm not for talking it. no, I'm not talking about just Philly. I'm talking about the Rams as well. Yeah. No. I mean th- everybody has to to really change their preparation. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's crazy. It's a crazy thing going on right now. Just a bunch of fires everywhere, but I think it still favors that. I still think it favors the Rams. Yeah, no, I I definitely I'm definitely sticking with my team. Got to go with the Rams. But we'll definitely see what happens. It definitely is going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to watch that go down. Um and then somehow the Pittsburgh Steelers are on Sunday night football once again. <laughs> yeah. They were on Sunday night football, then Monday night football, and now Sunday night football once again. Yeah, people love them. Um they're at home this week taking on the Ravens once again. Going to be another it's gonna be another bloodbath. <laughs> um, Ravens coming in at seven and five. Steelers coming in at ten and two. Line for this is Pittsburgh minus five and a half. Hey, what about Baltimore at seven and five though? Did you see Joe Flacco mimic uh, Jameis Winston eating that W? Nah. Oh my God! In the pre- you, so you remember the yeah. the pregame speech where Jameis ate yep. the W or whatever. Yep. Joe Flacco walks into the press conference, twists his fingers into a W, and starts eating it. That's funny. The whole press room started dying. No, I mean, I liked Baltimore at the beginning of the season, and then, uh, you know, they had some struggles. I'm, just, I'm glad to see they're playing well again, and they could, they're another team that can mess stuff up for other teams. Yeah, no, this is the perfect opportunity. I mean, they have a, they have a better record than every single team in the AFC West, so. Yeah. I, I just don't see Pittsburgh losing this game. No, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's gonna win. Even know, even without even without Juju Smith Schuster, and obviously Ryan Shazier. Yeah, I still think the Steelers are a top two team, top yeah. three team in the NFL. Yeah, this yeah next guy up. I mean Shazier. That's a that's a much bigger hit to them because he's yeah. a middle linebacker. He's argu- he's probably he's their, also a leader. He's probably their best player on defense. He's a hundred plus. T.J. Watt's year. no joke. 
Watch out for JJ's little brother. I'm uh, telling you, man. Yeah, he's a be- – oh, yeah. No, they got a bunch of good players on defense. I, I just think uh, he's a- – these guys getting 100, 110, 120 tackles a year for 10 years. Yeah. It's going to eventually take your toll. Yeah. But, um, I mean, speak- speaking of the Steelers and that game against the Bengals, I mean, it it was pretty – I don't want to say hard to watch, but there were a lot of hard hits. Yeah. And, I mean, I personally these, these don't think. These franchises are built for this. I personally don't think Juju or. Um, George Loca. Yeah, George Loca should have been um, should should have been suspended. But, I mean, those those were just football plays. They were both penalized for the hits. If they would have got a second hit like that, they would have been ejected from the game and that's the punishment yeah they the nfl's got to get consistent on these punishments yeah that's that's it's i wish the people that ran the nba like ran the nfl like i love the way nba is ran but the competition's terrible right now and, at least right now it is and i, I love the competition in the nfl <laughs> and i hate the way it's ran I yeah hate it. it's 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 awful it's awful. The NFL sucks. Um, and I think they blew it again. It, and it's not that they blew it. It's just they just don't have consistency. Like, if these are the kind of things you're suspending it for and penalizing for, then yeah. do that. But we just never know what's going to be. Yeah. It's, it's, it, we People wait to see what it's going to be when it yeah, should exactly. just be like, this guy's getting suspended or, no, he got penalized. You know, it should be pretty clear, not just every week. All right, let's see. Let's see who got. Yeah. I heard Gronk's was bad. I mean, but that's just like, yeah. I don't think Gronk's a... Um, I don't think Gronk's a dirty player, but it was yeah, a dirty move. Yeah, I don't think... Well, I don't think he's a dirty player in the sense that I don't think he's trying to, like, be hurt. Like, hurt no, people. but he snapped. Yeah. You could clearly tell he just, like, yeah, snapped. Yeah, exactly. It was... Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think Gronk I don't think, is a, I don't that think kind it, of guy. Yeah. I don't think he's out there doing that kind of stuff all the time. He's kind of just a goofball, honestly. It's And, you know, he's got... He's, I mean, he's got emotions. Yeah, I don't think he's got emotions. He shows them all the time. Um, he gets angry. He gets, you know, he gets pumped. He gets amped. Um, he's gonna make these kind of like flash decisions. Yeah. Sometimes that aren't gonna work out for you. Yeah, kind that of. Was, a, and that kind was of a an bad, irrational decision. And that was a bad one. So it was it, a really bad one. So, uh, but that's the kind of shit. You know, it's like when I see that play, I know he's getting suspended. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I heard a bunch of people on the radio today talking about how they they would blame they blame nfl schedule makers for scheduling a game like the steelers and the Bengals, where people regionally know you're going to get a game like this every time these two teams play and putting it in the national spotlight where more non-traditional football eyes might be watching because it's nationally televised it's it's a lot more eyes are on it and there's a lot of backlash today for what went on on the field last night. But I just think it was summed up perfectly by Ben Roethlisberger in the post-game interview where he he was asked, like, can you like what was going on out there basically? Can you describe the atmosphere, the intenseness, the the brutality of what was going on out there? And his legit answer was AFC North football. Yeah. The NFL is trying to make money, and these scheduling people are going to put in these matchups. They're going to, they're going to get fans. You're going to attract fans to these games. Um, these matchups are always good. I think if you're a football fan, um, 
for you know the last couple of years. You know how these teams play. This is how it goes. Um, it's great. I think I honestly couldn't disagree more. I think it's great for them to have these games on. It just sucks that people got hurt. But I yeah no a it sucks. I, I, it, it sucks that people got hurt. Shazier, like, take Shazier's play away, and I, I don't think it's it, it exactly. comes off as brutal. It's, it's just the fact – I think it's just the fact that that people play happened to, so early in the game. That's good football. People want to make – you know, that's why I think – that's right. why I always, I'm a component of Thursday night football being divisional matchups because those are the most competitive games. You're going to get good football. And then these Sunday and Monday nights are either – you know, rivalry matchups or they're getting names. their stars. They want their stars yeah. to be on national television so everyone can see them. Yeah. No, but I definitely I definitely think a lot of it contributed to the fact that the Shazier play happened so early in the game and then the plays happened after that. Yeah. And and like you could see in the replays that there was some helmet to helmet contact. But that's why they were flagged for it on the play. Yeah. Yeah. And no, that's why the no, penalty yeah. was assessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And those games are just rowdy. I mean, the players are going to be chippy from the start. Yeah, you know? I mean, Juju was trying to apologize for the for standing over Vontez Burfik, which I don't think he should have apologized for because I think Vontez Burfik is a punk and that hit he deserved it because he's given the same hit time yeah, and time again on yeah, when, on the opposite when end. When you're that kind of guy, when you're a guy like Burfik who is the aggressor every now and then, it's going to come back on you. But as Juju was trying to apologize, you could hear Antonio Brown in the background saying karma, karma, and all this stuff, like because of what happened with Antonio Brown and Vontez Burfik last season mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Yeah. So it's like these these teams don't like each other. No. This is the kind of product you're going to get. Yeah. In a sport like football. Yeah. Yeah. In a gonna, violent yeah. sport like football. Yeah. So, but I think that's just the times we live in today where. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, hockey. I mean, they, they, they throw the gloves They're down allowed there. to yeah. fight. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I'm just saying as far as like a national television standpoint, you know, they're putting that. I, I mean, I get where it, it, it could be bad, but these are still, so, it's not every game. And it's these certain matchups that really get like that. Exactly. And, I think people want to see it. The only thing that I could say against like putting them on TV like that is that the games are typically slower because there's penalties. Yeah. And there's, you know, scrums after the play, and the game moves a little slower. The pace of play is a lot really slower. It's still really good football. It's it's something if you know if you're watching and you just started watching football or something, or you're in a different demographic, you know. Graphic a, or, yeah, non-traditional football watcher, or yeah, football fan. Yeah, yeah, and you happen to watch Monday Night Football, then the, that's going to be attractive. Yeah. But, anyways, to go back to the picks. Yeah. We both have the Steelers winning that game. Yeah. It's going to be another crazy game. Yeah. And speaking of another suspension like we talked about with uh, Gronkowski, yep. his team will be without him on Monday Night Football. Traveling to Miami to yeah, take sorry on. Sorry to all those people that Gronk in your fantasy football team. This is not the time. <laughs> this to yeah, this is not the time suspended. to lose him. Um, Patriots coming in at ten and two. Dolphins coming in at five and seven. Line for this is minus uh, New England minus eleven and a half <laughs> on the road. <laughs> on the road. Yeah, no, New England's gonna. Well, win they were on the road last week against Buffalo. Oh yeah, no, they're the best team in the NFL. That's how it goes. We said we said Buffalo was gonna lose by forty, and they lost by twenty. By the way. Yeah. Well, 
I, th- I think that. I think Miami's now going to lose by twenty as yeah. well. Yeah, no, that, I I don't really see New England losing for the rest of the year. But I mean, yeah, I thought I thought that at game one. So <laughs> you know, they can't go undefeated every year no, going they can't. into the playoffs. They drop a couple outs, but um, I I don't think this is their year to win the Super Bowl though. You don't. No, I think the NFC is gonna. I think, you think the, the NFC is gonna take it. Yeah, they're battle tested. Even if it's not the Hawks, I mean, obviously, I want Hawks. I want a Hawks Patriots Super Bowl. But see, it's interesting. Ram, I think the all these teams like the Rams and the Eagles. We don't know what they can bring. They've never been there before. Right. And then you got teams that have made runs before, like these Panthers and these Saints, um, and these Falcons. All, yeah. And and Minnesota. Minnesota hasn't really made a run, but they've been to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, all these teams in the NFC, I think, are going to produce a Super Bowl champ. See, I think it's going to be a similar situation to sometimes what goes on in the NBA. Yeah. Where oh, beat one conference up the... beats, up on, beats up on each other. The other conference has an easier route. Uh, New England's going to have to play Pittsburgh. So, But that's I think that's going to be their only test in the playoffs. That's Well, I mean, they'll only play two playoff games, so. It's not, uh, you know, they're gonna win win one and then get to get to Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship game. That's that's not bad. Yeah, but we'll see. Pittsburgh could beat them up that last game. You never know. Yeah, no, they very well could. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> you know, if uh, if if uh, New England's defense playing like shit and uh, Le'Veon Bell's running the ball well and and Ben's throw, taking care of the football, it's tough to beat. Yeah. So that wraps up the picks of the week for week 14 in the NFL. Yep. We will we will keep you updated yeah. as we go along. It's, good. it's getting good. It's getting good. December's here. Yeah. I, the, I can't believe it's the, December. This is when the real shit starts. Yeah. So now, okay, Tyler, we, we finally have some sort of resolution on what will happen with LiAngelo Ball and the future of his basketball career after the shoplifting incident in China that landed him in Chinese jail along with two other UCLA freshman teammates. Uh, The charges were dropped by the Chinese government, and all three players were suspended indefinitely uh, from the Bruins, uh, who have been playing pretty well, actually, in the three players' absence. Uh, They're 7-1, and and the only other team ahead of them in the Pac-12 right now is surprisingly undefeated Arizona State. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, But the Bruins will now no longer be with LiAngelo Ball as his father, LeVar, has pulled him from the team and university, according to multiple reports. Um, so now LeVar has two sons he has pulled out of school to train himself. He said he thinks he can prepare LiAngelo better than UCLA can. Um, yeah. I'm, 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 not, mean, I'm not one to question. It's different. Pa- it's not better. It's, it's yeah. just different. He- I'm not one to question someone's parenting skills because, A, I'm not a parent, and, B, that's not my kid. Yeah. So... I mean, do you, LeVar Ball? But according to Shams Charania from Yahoo Sports, reports that Harrison Gaines, which is LiAngelo and LaMelo's representative, he mm-hmm. has begun talks with teams overseas for the brothers to play professionally. Yep. Um, there's also, obviously, LeVar has this plan to get all three of his sons on the Lakers. LiAngelo is next in line with the draft coming up. After the NBA season, he was supposed to be a one-and-done player from UCLA. But Adrian Wojnarowski had a tweet to say, or he tweeted some thoughts about 
yeah, uh, yeah. Leangelo's draft prospects. Yeah, he he was uh he was he was tough on him. I mean, he said he said that he uh, uh didn't have him at, as a one and done player. Uh, that he should play go look for a small school, and uh, that he had him as a uh, a stretch four for a mid major school. Yeah, I mean, hey, play three four years at a mid major, develop no, into no a. No one has them on their draft list, and even the extended lists. It's pretty harsh criticism from Adrian Wojnarowski. Yeah, I but, thought that, I thought that's I, I thought that was surprising. I did, but I also don't think he's a one and done. Um, I, thought, I don't think he's a one and done. But I also either. think he's way more talented than what people are uh, speculating right now. Oh, I, so do I. The, the kid can ball. No, uh, no pun the five, intended. The five games he, he scored five games in high school over fifty points, and it's one seven, of which was seventy-two. One of which was seventy-two. He's an all-time leading scorer at Chino Hills High School. More points than his brother Lonzo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, he was a scorer. He was a scorer, so yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. I mean. I don't know if but Lonzo was pretty putting up. Some you have five games over fifty points. You know that's yeah, that's pretty good. And, and now like, Lamelo's not there, so yeah, exactly. it's going to be Lamelo. Yeah, Lamelo only played two years there, so uh, yeah, I think I think he's a good player. It, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. I definitely think he's good enough to play overseas. I think he's good enough to. I definitely think he's good enough to play overseas. I don't think there's any way he's playing in the NCAA again, though. No. I mean, I, any no, of these he's not playing any. any of these speculations of him going to a different school or a smaller school, that's not happening. Yeah. So. I, I, but if he enters the draft in June 18, he will not be drafted. I don't think he will be drafted either, but that just means he can sign as a free agent to the Lakers. Exactly. And I, that, think, I think that's the, you know, as far as their plan, I think their plan is to – Get him ready uh, for like the draft camp or whatever he needs to do. Enter him into the draft. Would he even get invited to the draft combine though? Um, I probably he probably would. Just based off status. The combine. Yeah, I think they. I think they. Well, because like the a- NFL combine is very exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. But uh, I think. I mean, I guess I, I guess I really don't know honestly because would, because would- because of how like this. Scenario is all speculation. No, there's no like hard evidence. No one's seen him play. And this is kind of unprecedented, even yeah, though exactly. even though it's happened with players yeah. going overseas instead of going to college. He's not the same recruit that Melo and Lonzo were. Right. He's not, not the same anymore. player, and I don't think he's a one and done. But I think the plan was always just to play the minimal amount of high school college ball and get his kids to the pros. Yeah, as soon as possible. Um, they're doing it. They're doing something that no one else has ever done before. Uh, but I think he's going to end in the draft. He's not going to get drafted. He's going to be an NBA free agent. He's going to give a stab at uh, the uh, the D League, G League. Yeah, uh, and um, get his chance there. And I don't. I yeah. And we'll we'll see what happens there. I I think he gives it a year or two, and then. Uh, but he could he could play overseas until the draft. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think I don't that's know what's going to happen. I don't. But I just don't know. Um, as where they're at in their season, you know, I don't yeah. know if it started already. Is it close to being done? Is he going to go to like I think Asia plays in like the spring? Well, he can't go to China. That's what I'm saying. They, it's like where can he really go? Um, Lamelo so, can go play in China. Lamelo's the one I think is going to go play overseas. I, I think, no, no, they're both going to go play overseas right now. Yeah, That's, I, I think they're both going to go play overseas. Yeah, it's just it's just going to be. T- I just don't know what, where um, because the drafts in June and basketball seasons can't be, you know, 
Well, he can't I mean, be playing during the draft. No, but he could get signed as a free agent in the middle of the I season. I gotta assume that Europe's leagues are during the winter, so they gotta be at least started. Yeah, so I mean, I'm sure he could probably. They could both probably sign as a free agent yeah. on a team mid-season. So I guess I mean I guess he could play a little Euro ball before the draft, but regardless, knows, I think he's gonna go to the and draft. And who knows? Maybe he maybe he hits it off in Europe. Raises doesn't his stock. raises his stock in Europe. Or it doesn't work out for him in the NBA, he can just go back overseas and play. Yeah, no, and that and definitely, and that's that's I, what I, I definitely think, think I he's think, talented enough to play overseas. I think regardless of what else happens, the one the the thing the things that are for sure going to happen is he's going to enter the draft this year, and he's not going to get drafted, and he's going to try to make the NBA rosters. Now, at, now once that process is over, I don't know what's going to happen to Jello. You know, I don't yeah. know is he going to go overseas. What I've always had my thing for him i've always hoped in the last you know year or two that i've been watching these guys is that he goes and plays football see i think i hope he's in the i hope in three years we're talking about him in the nfl now that's all fine and dandy but i don't think that's going to happen lavar said he's going to get him in shape yeah so like I think that means he want Lavar wants him Lose. to slim down. Yeah, he does for sure. So I don't. But he's I, still built. Yes, and, he's and, still built like a football player. Yeah, and he and he can get skinny right now and be and still be that still be good for football. Yeah, I mean? but yeah, I mean I that's a long, more, that's a long shot. And I, I guess think, I'm more thinking of of him as like a tight end or well, something like that. What and more and where I'm coming from is I just think realistically I don't know if he's an NBA basketball player. And I just don't yeah, know if he's going to settle for a career on the bench or in Europe. Yeah, you know? or in I Europe. I don't know if that's where I think if if that is even a thought in their mind, which I don't I don't know if it is. But LeVar did that. You know, LeVar played college basketball and then went to the NFL for three years. Yeah. So it's like that. I, I've just always hoped that that's like they got two sons in the NBA ball and then they got an NFL <laughs> tight end, you know, and then they got their reality tv show and they got the big baller brand that's like that's kind of how i've always saw how the whole thing was going to shake out real quick speaking of the reality show i've seen every episode of it Mm -hmm. and i believe you have as well yeah it is incredible yeah it's great i suggest everybody goes and watches it because it will give you a completely new perspective on this family yeah exactly that's why i'm a big i love the ball family so do i I got nothing good i I have nothing but good things i have nothing bad to say because at the end of the day whatever decision lavar makes for his kids whatever he says and all of that i can't question it because they're not my kids yeah he's he's done good and he's all about his kids i mean you can't hate on him for that yes he said stupid stuff all the time but people that's those kind of people are everywhere exactly um you know i i think everyone's been in the gym if you played competitive basketball everyone's been in a gym with the loud mouth in the stands or the loud mouth coach or that's just part of it, you yeah. Know? And and uh, it's just gonna be it's it's interesting no matter what. I'm excited to see it because I've never seen anything like this. But for Jello, you know, I hope it all works out, man. And yeah. If uh, Mello definitely has a brighter future. Yeah. If we're gonna talk about Mello, I mean, I I I, I love Mello. I think he's gonna be a, a stud. Yeah. So Tyler and I decided to come up. We kind of made it jokingly kind of a parody type thing, but take it as serious as you want it because they do have the potential to go overseas. But we came up with, like, our three places we would want to recruit 
the younger Ball brothers to go play. Yeah. So we have we have three each. Tyler, you want to hit them off with your number one? Well, I I mean I think uh, I really like the uh, the European League, the Roma team. Uh, that, that's the team that snagged Brandon Jennings out of high school. Um, that could be a nice scenario for Lamelo uh, and Le- and or Leangelo. Um, they're super they're super competitive team, uh, but best team in Italy, I'm pretty sure. Um, so yeah, I think I think that could be a the that could be a possible landing spot for these guys. So my number one landing spot for them is near and dear to my heart, probably my second favorite basketball team, Maccabi Tel Aviv. Yeah, <laughs> got a. I got it. The got, Ball family, and, the, and 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 he's he's close with the Jewish community. Yeah, man, I gotta gotta recruit the balls to Israel. Uh, Lavar's trying to get Big Baller Brand to go global with all the pop up shops he's yeah. got going on. So uh, why not bring him to Israel? Maccabi yeah. um, Tel Aviv, on a basketball note, is probably one of the best teams in the Euro League. They have fifty one Israeli championships in their team's history. They have six European championships. And a player you might be familiar with, Pierre Jackson, former Baylor yeah. player. Oh, yeah. He's currently playing for Maccabi Tel Aviv. Farmar played for them, right? I have a Jordan Farmar Maccabi Tel Aviv jersey at home. Yeah, that's that's badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, no, that that's a great place to recruit him. This next place I got is uh, fictional but awesome, South Harmon Institute of Technology. <laughs> yes. And you know why I think this would be a great spot is because LeVar will be able to control the basketball program all by himself. Yeah, dude, he could just it's make not his own le- team. It's not even a legal school. <laughs> so they have no contract issues as far as their shoes go. Everybody can wear big baller brand. They can they – can, yeah, this is a perfect matchup. Ball LeVar would definitely change the mascot, though. South Hot – the shit sandwiches? Yep. <laughs> hey, yeah, probably. <laughs> so my second place is more for Jello. But it could eventually lead to mellow, depending on his eligibility status. I don't know. Um, is my alma mater, where we record this very podcast, Cal State University Northridge. Um, See, son. It's my school, my alma mater. But he would, Jello would also be joining former UCLA transfer Kobe Paris. Kobe Paris is a Filipino basketball player. He was recruited to play at UCLA, committed. Um, I believe he got hurt or so- something happened. Didn't ever end up playing for UCLA. Transferred to Creighton. Didn't work out at Creighton. One of those guys. Now he's here at hey, CSUN. He's going to light it up. And they got the UCLA connection. They could just score 145 points a game. Yeah, it'd be worth it. Yeah. We could pack the C- the Matadome. Uh, big CSUN. baller brand all over CSUN all over campus. CSUN would be packed. We'd start selling big baller brand in the in the student store. See a discount on that? That'd yeah, nice. dude, it'd be perfect. That'd be nice. Great way to great way to boost the rep of CSUN. Ball, the Cal State Northridge Matador. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Now, uh so next is uh this is a good one. This is staying in the Pac twelve. I got a weird twist on this, but Jello goes to Wazoo. How did I know you were going to say Wazoo? Well, his dad went to Wazoo, and now Jello's already kind of starting to want to get a little bit of a rep going. And maybe he's that middle child, you know what I'm saying? He's the he's kinda, definitely got that middle he child. He could be syndrome. the act out one, and like we've said before, he's not he's not the same recruit as Lonzo and Mello are. 
So I say he gets full Johnny Manziel, <laughs> goes to Pullman, plays on their basketball team. They light it. He lights it up and becomes a party legend. Yes, out, out in Pullman, he becomes like the Gronk of Pullman. He becomes the Gronk of Pullman, and then you know ends up mess you know messing up going down the line. Oh you no! Know, his dad went there, so he's got a little bit of a connect going in, and he just goes full Johnny Manziel up in Pullman. You know. That would make great for the reality show. Mello and Mello and Lonzo are doing their thing in the NBA, and who knows where Jello's at? He was in, he was last seen at Mike's. Oh, no. Who knows where he's at? So, my third uh, my third team I would like to recruit the young Ball brothers to is FC Barcelona Basket which is Barcelona's basketball counterpart. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the reason I want the balls to go there is the Gasol brothers played for Barcelona before coming to the NBA. Yeah. So Probably some good coaching. Yeah, I'm good guessing. coaching, yeah. yeah. Um, the brothers aspect, get another set of brothers in there to, like, Revitalize Barcelona as yeah, the, basketball. Yeah, that's the team that's always in the conversation as the best team in Europe. But also, Lamelo could turn into the Messi of Barcelona basketball. Yeah, he's definitely that kind of kid too. I mean, he's into fashion. He's into being famous. Yeah, he's into all of that. You know, he's he's only sixteen. So, but yeah, yeah we'll see where they we'll, go. We'll see where they go. I definitely think they're both going to go play professionally in Europe. Uh, you know, and, and for me, Lamelo, I think well, the thing is fine. The thing, I, he's the, a top ten recruit in his class. But and he, honestly, in the next two years, they could change the draft. They could change the draft age in the next year or two, and he could just be a pro at eighteen. Yeah, very true. You know, sit I, this basketball season, sit next basketball season, and then you're in there. Well, they're not going to. I don't think he's going to well, sit. sit, but he, he doesn't have to. He can play AAU still. Not if he plays professionally. Well, no, but he, but he still has like AAU eligibility. But if he goes overseas and plays with Leangelo, yeah, he's going to lose that. Yeah, okay, but that's the same. Which is you know, no, that's just that's what of, I think is going to happen. Yeah, that's good competition as well. And honestly, he'd probably learn it's probably better, better basketball. Com- it's probably better competition because you're playing against professionals. Well, see, I think he would learn better habits. And yes, you're playing professionals. He'd learn how to become a professional. He'd know how to be, you know, handle money. Kobe, Kobe was pl- playing Italian pros at 13. All, uh, well, and all those kids are. And uh, But if he's in, playing AAU basketball in America is where you're getting the best competition. I mean, he the defensive players, the athletes, and, and the, the tempo of that game is what the NBA is now. Yeah, but I just, so, think, I just think that professional setting in Europe I think they both would have do him a lot offer, better. I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's pros and cons to every situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now we'll transition into the actual NBA and some big news coming out of Clipperland. Um, can't believe I'm talking about the Clippers. Uh, so DeAndre Jordan uh, has been a name that's come up a lot recently in trade rumors mm-hmm. uh, because the Clippers are basically going to throw in the towel on the season after a slew of injuries, including losing Blake Griffin for two months. Uh, DeAndre fired his agent at the time after the whole Clippers lockdown in 2015 after DJ said he was going to going to sign with the Dallas Mavericks uh, and then waited and then said, wait, never mind. I'm going to come back to L.A. play for the Clippers. Um, so now that he's not ha- not had an agent for two years and has hired a new one, um, he's been the center of trade talks. 
because he has a player option at the end of this season. And since the Clippers are chalking this season up as an L, uh, he's probably going to opt out at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, if the Clipper, Yeah, he won't be a Clipper next year, no doubt. No, if, if the Clippers don't trade him and for some reason he opts in to stay with the Clippers, the Clippers are on the hook for $24.1 million mm-hmm. for DeAndre. And obviously they have so much money invested in Blake Griffin, and he even might get traded. Yeah. Um, now, I'm never one to propose good ideas or good things to happen to the Clippers. But if I'm them, i got to trade DeAndre to get something in return for him. Because if no trade happens and they let him walk for nothing, the rebuild is just going to be that much harder. Um, if the Clippers want to become competitive again and compete for Los Angeles with the Lakers – even though that'll never happen because L.A. will always be a Laker town. Um, They can't do what the Lakers did and let Pau Gasol and Dwight Howard go for nothing and get nothing in return. Um, What do you you think the Clippers should do? I think they should trade him. I think they got to trade him now. Uh, I think they got to trade him, like, I mean, they'll probably end up being closer to the trade deadline or the all-star break. Uh, Yeah, well, Teams can't I start think, making trades for another yeah. couple of days. I think they need to. I think they need to figure out. First of all, they need to trade him for either young talent or, or draft picks, which is always what people are trying to get. But it's hard. And um, a lot of teams have a lot of those. Yeah, and, and uh, or you know, or uh, you know, they need to. The second thing they need to do is they need to figure out what they're going to do with Blake Griffin. Because are you going to build this team? Or are you going to try and trade for things that are going to help Blake Griffin? Or are you going to try and trade for things that are going to go? A whole new path. Um, I th- I think they really need to clean house after this year. They need to. Yeah, I yeah. think I think Doc's gonna get fired. I just don't know what you're gonna do with Blake Griffin. That's that's just almost an impossible contract to trade. Yeah, and I I think what's gonna, you're not gonna get anything back for it. It's that's of equal value. No, not at all. But I definitely think the Clippers are probably going to clean house in the offseason or if not before. Yep. Um, Lawrence Frank is the GM right now. Obviously, Doc Rivers is the coach. I think they're both gone. Yeah. Uh, they brought in Jerry West this past offseason. Uh, his son, Ryan West, is in the Lakers front office right now. But I think he could potentially move across town to the Clippers because I think Steve Ballmer and Jerry West are going to head yeah. that search for a yeah. new GM and a new coach. Yeah, they're going to. Yep, it's going to be a completely new team. I mean, they're done. This is not, you know, this Lob team, City is over. Yep, it is. It's official. I mean, if it wasn't already official, it's after Chris Paul leaving. Yeah, after well, Paul leaving. Paul left, and then Blake got hurt. So it's just. Uh, they're they're they're. It's not. It's, that's not the team anymore. They need to. They need to revamp. Um, hopefully they don't dive into a dark era like they had been for so I hope long. So. But uh, yeah, they you know hopefully they're not Chicago in, in next year. Yeah. Uh, but they're gonna have to trade away everything unless um, for some reason they're still confident in Blake. Yeah, I mean unless uh, some of these guys that are on injury can come back healthy and they still have a fighting chance somehow. I, I don't see Blake playing with a bunch of young kids. You know, I just I don't know if that's gonna be what he wants. I to I think do. he's kind of stuck. Yeah, he is. I mean, he is. I mean, he's getting paid. <laughs> so, some, someone I think who's in a similar position now uh, is Russell Westbrook with that with that big extension yeah. because the mellow Paul George, Russell Westbrook experiment hasn't really worked out the way most people thought. No. Um, they're currently 10 and 12 and are currently on the outside looking in on the playoff picture in the West, albeit they only have two less 
losses or two less wins, excuse me, than the Pelicans who are in the eight seed. Uh, right now, Westbrook is averaging 22 points per game, 9.7 assists per game, 9.1 rebounds a game, almost a triple-double. Paul George is averaging 20.6 points a game, 3.4 assists, uh, and 5.9 rebounds per game. And Melo's averaging 18.7 points a game, 1.6 assists, and 6.2 rebounds yeah. per game. Now, obviously, that's not the problem. No. Them individually is not the problem. I think the biggest problem the Thunder have is they have no depth on the bench. Mm -hmm. I think that every team's backups are better than the Thunder except for maybe like the Bulls. Yeah. Just about every team in the NBA has better six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I don't know if there's any guys, if there's any vets floating around out there that can help them out. Um, Like Steven Adams knows his role. He plays it very well. Andre Roberson is awful on offense, but he can play a little defense. And I want to say their best two players off the bench are Abrinas and yeah, uh, they, Grant. Yeah, they they have yeah, which is not good. <laughs> they, yeah, they do have good management though. So I think Oklahoma City is going to make moves by the trade deadline to get some. You know, they, they got to get some sort of talent on the perimeter and one big guy. Um, but I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to end up making the playoffs. I don't think Russ is panicking quite yet uh, with the extension. Mainly because I think he is in Oklahoma City. I think he likes Oklahoma City. I think he's going to be there two to five more years. Um, so there, there was a shot of Russell Westbrook a couple a couple games ago after a loss, and it was just Russ taking the loss in on the court, and then sitting down on the bench in what looked like very deep thought, mm-hmm. and the rest of his teammates were going to the locker room. And the game was over. Yeah. And this is complete speculation, but I definitely think that Russ is starting to regret signing that five-year, $205 million extension. And by regret, I, I don't really mean that because who can regret signing a job offer for $205 million? It's kind of like Blake Griffin. It's like, oh, you don't want to play with youngsters, but you're making this yeah, amount of money. Yeah, but in sports, it's, it's kind of different. Like, if, if they don't – if the Thunder continue on this path and don't make the playoffs – or at least be competitive enough to make it to the Western Conference Finals, Paul George is probably walking. Uh, he's going to sign somewhere else. Melo's leaving for sure. Melo, Melo will probably leave. Yeah, but, I mean, that's where he was at at the beginning, you know, at the beginning of the year already. So <laughs> I think that, I, that, like I said, I think the management of the Thunder is so good. Uh, Sam Presti, uh, and they have a great coach that – I think they're going to be okay in the future. I think Russ is going to be the attraction to bring more stars in. Who who knew that they would get Paul George and Carmelo this year? But I think if the season doesn't go as planned, Paul George leaves, Melo leaves, and Russ is just there left with nothing. No, I think there's no way they have nothing. You know, I just think that that's what I'm saying. I think I'm betting on. Oklahoma you think the front City's, office is going to make something happen? And yeah. they're going to pull something out of their ass. And yeah, just, just like they make did, something work. Just like they did this year. I mean, I think that, you know, this team compared to it last year. Now, if they miss the playoffs, that's not going to be good. But I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. And I think Russ is still an attraction for free agents. So, I mean, I think But people, Oklahoma City isn't. Yeah, It's, it's a small market. No, that's true. But it's, it's one of the exact reasons KD left. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get it. But it, they're, they're still an attraction. I mean, they may not be able to land LeBron, but – they're going to be able, be able to land somebody. 
Uh, He's made great trades his whole yeah, career. Yeah. I don't know. I just I, – I, I uh, I love Russ too. So so do I. I I, I really love Russ. I think he's that good of a player. I mean, he's a hand, there's only a handful of guys as good as him in the league. So, um, and he's just got a throwback attitude. You, you know, stay with his franchise. He's the man. Um, yeah. Me against the world type of stuff. And me, which is it, which is what I love most about him. Well, and that fits a small town, small community. So I just think they're a good match. Um, he he loves that home crowd. They could oh, get yeah. they could get another star, you know. We don't know where these guys want to play. Like, what if he got, and wh- what star is it going to be? You know, like, may, and it still could be Paul George. But what if Demarcus went there and he just crushed it with them? You know, yeah. we don't know. We just don't know. And I think I believe in Russ and I believe in the management of the Thunder. Yeah. So we'll, I mean, we'll we'll definitely see what happens. It's. Definitely going to be an interesting road for them. Missing the playoffs would be catastrophic for them, though. That's oh, terrible. Miss, missing the playoffs would be the end of end of this, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it'd probably be the end of Billy Donovan. Oh, for sure. But I think Russ and you know Presti will be there. If they do make the playoffs, Presti will win Executive of the Year. They are going to make the playoffs. I have them making the playoffs. They're going to so, make the playoffs. Not, I ha- only gonna make, I not only are they going to make the playoffs, they're probably going to be in the top four or five seeds. I hope so. So I, hope so. I, I don't think there's anything to panic about quite yet. So last week we did uh, our top – or not our top five, our our personal starting five. I got some good stuff. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm stoked for this. I feel like you're going to come at me with a lot of fire. I got some good shit. So, we did our, our our top five personal starting five last week. Yeah. This week, we are going to reveal our top five players in NBA history. The greatest players in NBA history. Yeah, our our greatest players in NBA history. Now, did you do them in order? or? Is oh, it... I did them in order. All right, good. That's good. All right, this is the greatest. <laughs> wait, wait. The five greatest players of all okay, time. Okay, so where are we going? One to five or five to one? I would say five to one. Okay, I let's mean, do it. I think that's, although I guess, because eh, now yeah, let's do five to one. Five to one. Yeah, you can't just start out with a bang. All right, who's your number five? I gotta go, Larry Legend. Uh, you know, uh, this was this may be a surprise. This is probably the biggest surprise of my top five. But um, I truly believe that the NBA wouldn't be where it's at without Magic and Bird um, coming into the NBA at the same time. He he won three NBA championships in his NBA career. Um, every you know you know the rap. He's a dream team member, Boston Celtics in the eighties. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I just I can't. Him uh, and Magic have a Broadway play after that. And, and and what what's amazing about Magic and Bird is these guys their their bodies showed you what's happening today. You know, yeah. it's happening. It happened before it happened. You exactly. know what I mean? Like. He's this is a six nine point guard, and this is a, a six eight power forward that played small forward. Right, could shoot lights out and defend and rebound. Um, Bird could play today. Bird would be a great player today, um, and he changed the game forever. Uh, I have to put him. I, and the kind of guys that I'm picking him over are big guys, and I give him the benefit of the doubt because of the skill level without the physical dominance that the big guys had. Well, on that note, that entire argument you just gave about being before what it is today, mm-hmm. but being exactly what it is, yep. is exactly why I have Magic Johnson at number five. 
Yeah. Hey, not six nine point guard. Five time NBA champion. And see, greatest point guard of all time. And he would dominate today. He would kill it today. Yeah. He would be Ben Simmons basically. Yeah. No. Except for probably the dunking. Yeah. I mean. Obviously, I haven't seen a ton of magic, you know. Like I mean, the only thing I can he, see is classic games, right? But his just open court ability and his vision and all the things you always hear about it. His he passing, was a trailblazer. It, yeah, it was just for a guy that like really, if you watched him shoot it, it was kind of like what the what the hell, you know. But he used his length in crafty ways. It was just you didn't see it before. Yeah, and and magic was the epitome of Showtime. He was. He, he was. was he was the. Yeah, exactly. He was showtime. Rookie year, starting the finals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's. And and I got and, and just leading into that, I got Magic at number four, and, and it's and it's just perfectly okay with that because I'd put Larry at number six because I, I really, I truly do think the NBA went a certain way. The NBA has a certain timeline, and I really do believe that when Bird and Magic entered the NBA, that's when the modern era of the NBA. And what we talk about started. Oh, when we, yeah. When we talk about looking back at stats and we talk about looking back at t- these teams, um, I, I don't know if things before those guys really have much value to me anymore. Now, I, if, if I, you, I see what you're saying. Yes. I'm not, and I'm not trying to say because you were great in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, you weren't great. Right. But I just think it was a different thing. It was it, a different league. It was, a different, it was ran differently. It wasn't the same business. Um, in the '80s, when David and David Stern comes in halfway yeah. through the '80s with Bird and Magic, and then Jordan comes in, you know they took it to a worldwide level. Um, that's why I have Bird and Magic in my top five over big guys because I think they're just truly that special to the game. Five championship rings. It it all makes sense. Yeah. Um, and to go off Showtime and Magic, my number four is. Cap, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. He is the greatest center of all time. He is the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Over Shaq. You got him the best center over Shaq. Yes. Shaq is the most dominant NBA player. Okay. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the greatest center of all time. Okay. He had, the, he had the most indefensible shot, the skyhook. Yep. One of the, be- one of the most lethal uh, moves of all time. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did it at all three levels. He was a star in high school in New York. Mm-hmm. He played for John Wooden at UCLA. Legends, both. Won a championship in Milwaukee. Yep. And was with the Showtime Lakers and became the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Yep. Yeah, he, he's he's an ama- I mean, he's an amazing guy. I, uh, I think I think I got. He, and he's also got, an incredible person. He's an incredible yeah, human being. No, no, no. He is. He is. He's a full deal. He's he's a full package. Much like Shaq, actually. Uh, yeah, Shaq's uh, the same way. If I if I I mean if I I would take Shaq, but then I think Kareem would be my number two. He's a he's an amazing player, and like you said, that hook shot. I just I just think there were deficiencies in Shaq's game that Kareem had. Mm. But Shaq dominated on a level that Kareem couldn't because of Shaq's size. Shaq was Shaq, Shaq and Kareem might be the same height, but Shaq is much bigger than Kareem. Yeah, no, was. no one there's we've never seen a Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> Stumbling over our words here. It's fucking Shaq. <laughs> um, but move so okay, so you got Cap at number three, all right. Yeah. So I'm gonna move into No, my, no, no, no. Kareem is at number four. 
Cream's at number four. Yes. All right, so you haven't done number three yet. No, you haven't done number three yet either. Okay, so coming in at number three. Now, this is the this is the greatest ba- this is the list of the greatest basketball players of all time, right? Coming in at number three, I got the best basketball player to ever live. That's LeBron James. He's your number three. He's my number three. He's the best basketball player ever, but this is the greatest basketball list. Greatest and best. You don't think they're different? I, I think they're different. I okay. think I think LeBron James is better at basketball than anybody. Like it, when it comes to like a complete game. Okay. Uh, when you when you look and watch LeBron play, no, you know, no one has the ability to affect the game in every single aspect. The like way LeBron, LeBron has, he's the okay. best athlete the NBA has ever seen. Okay, I can. Okay. Um, he's the but greatest. Two, but there's he's the greatest two, athlete sports has seen in my opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's two guys ahead of them that I think are greater basketball players. Because there's certain qualities that are more valuable. Even though his whole game and he has everything, there's nothing you can say LeBron doesn't have. Um, and these other guys, you might even have, a, you know, these other the, the guys in front of him, you could say, like, aren't as good at certain parts of the game as him. But yeah. the parts that they they have over him are so important. Yeah, and so, so much more important. And yeah. are, like, how we view sports. Um, yeah. That I, you know, I have to, I have to give those guys props. And LeBron's got three rings. 2012 was arguably the greatest basketball uh, year by any human he had that year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got the best basketball player ever coming at number three. I have LeBron James at number three as well. For those, everything you just said was my exact argument. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. And, I and think. the biggest, I mean, and the and that's why, that's why people, you need, you know. And yes, it's just one word, but these words are important. You put right. different context, context and meaning are so important. Yeah, you put different meaning behind these but words. But another reason why I can't put LeBron in the top two, forget the fact that he has three rings. He has a losing record in the finals. Hey, yeah, which okay, and we're we're up at the upper, we're up at the top of the mountain. We're talking about our top five here. Yeah, but just so you know, there's these guy, the, these. Uh, the Lakers in the '60s. Uh, yeah, I know. Those guys were won one championship. I know. In like nine Jerry years. West. Jerry one West. One and nine. Jerry West is one and nine, and in one NBA Finals that he lost, he was Finals MVP. Now I shouldn't even. Only player in NBA history to win Finals MVP on the losing team. Jerry West, the logo, Lakers. Yeah, and and I shouldn't even have brought that up because I just said the NBA didn't start until 1980, but. But again, but that's why yeah. that's why I got LeBron. You know, and that's that is a good point, and that's those are the reasons why those two the, the two exactly. guys above him are above him is because. And I think we both know where we're about to go, and I already know ours are flip flopped. Yeah, probably. I mean, no, one hundred percent they are. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're showing your love. Yeah. So uh, I mean, all right. Well, Always then have. all, all the. All right, well then I'll let you say it. Start with number two. Number two is MJ. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. My and my number one. Yeah, and my number one is Kobe. Uh, yeah. So it's it's. Uh, and your number two is Kobe as well. My number two is Kobe. Uh, it's, it's tough to pick between Kobe and MJ. There. It is. But, but that's 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 what the conversation is to me. Yeah, and for me, I saw more of Kobe than I. I saw all of Kobe, mm-hmm. and I only saw really the Wizards MJ. Yeah, and for me, it's like I, when I my original when I started watching basketball, um, Jordan was the only thing that anybody talked about. Right, like it was nothing like I can because Ma- players like Magic and Larry had passed the torch. Yeah, there was nothing like um, what MJ had on the on 
you know, the world. Um, I started watching – I think I started watching basketball when he was in his baseball era. And so – but I knew who Michael Jordan was. Uh, Sonics were big time back then. But MJ was everything. He's the greatest ever. Um, but Kobe is the guy I saw the whole the – whole, like LeBron, I've seen the whole story. Right, exactly. Like, it, you know, I remember in 1996 when Iverson and Kobe and Stephon Marbury and these guys came into the league. I remember that, the draft. That draft class was the best draft class until LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. I'd still take 96. And Mello. I'd take 96 me. over so do 84 I. I take, and yeah. 03. But Kobe, you know, and like LeBron, I've seen their whole their whole story from start to finish. I remember him when I was a young kid. You know, typically you, you tend to favor the generation when you're younger. Um, yeah. Because I saw, because that's like I learned with I learned while he was going, and I yeah. you know I didn't know where Kobe's the reason I picked up a basketball and started playing. Yeah, and and, and for me it was it was probably NJ. Yeah, you know, and that's that's just how it was. Um, but regardless of how you got those guys in order, it doesn't matter. They're both the kings. They're yeah, both the they're goats. both the goats. Five rings for Kobe, six, six rings, rings for, MJ. for MJ. I have some good stuff for these guys, my top five guys. If you wanted, if you want if you want to hear more. Oh, I would love to hear more. I, I got together my top five guys. What um, when they were twenty seven years old? What their stats were that season? I just randomly picked twenty seven uh, as a prime. Like I feel like you're in your prime in the NBA. Your prime. Your I would I would say your prime in the NBA is from about twenty five to thirty two. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so 27. Yeah, 27, right, right, right in the middle. middle. All right, so at eight, by age 27, uh, Bird, LeBron, and MJ only had one ring. The two Lakers, Kobe, had three rings by the time he was 27. And Magic had four. Magic had four by 27. And four, yeah. Wow. And so now I'll wow. throw, throw you out four rings before he was 30. Yeah, I'll throw, I'll throw out some, uh, some crazy numbers. Um, I'm going to save the top two guys for last because it's funny. <laughs> um, but – so, so at 27 years old, and this just kind of shows their legend. This is why, you know, yeah. this is when they were great. Uh, Birds averaging 24 points a game, 10 rebounds, and 6.6 assists. Okay, say that one more time. 24 points a game, 10 rebounds, and 6.6 assists. Yeah. Okay, and uh, pretty good. I mean, even even in today's game, that would that would that's translate. very I mean, impressive. 24 a game is crazy. Magic goes ten rebound, twenty four and ten yeah, from a anybody. from a three basically. Yeah, with, yeah, with Parrish and McHale starting. And yeah, yeah. So it's uh, and then you got Magic, twenty four games, six boards, twelve assists a game. Okay, LeBron, twenty seven points a game, eight rebounds, six assists. Now the two goats, I love them because they're scoring. <laughs> uh, at age twenty seven, Kobe and I did not know this when I picked twenty seven. This was two thousand six. This was the year he averaged thirty five point four <laughs> points a game, five five rebounds, and four and a half assists. MJ at twenty seven averaged thirty one and a half game, thirty one and a half, six boards, and five and a half assists. Um, that was the year. That was his first championship. As soon as you said, they're good. It's 20, gonna be good. As soon as you said twenty-seven, and yeah. obviously Kobe, I was like, okay, twenty-seven plus your eighteen. Okay, yeah. that was yeah. that was the year Steve Nash stole the MVP from Kobe Bryant. Yeah, and because, because both of those MVPs from Steve Nash should be Kobe Bryant's. Yeah, hey, exactly. No, it's it's, it's because up, it's that, up for debate. Same with LeBron and Curry. That is one of the biggest jokes. In NBA MVP history, because I I don't know I don't care they were they were they were good but the I Suns don't know. were he shouldn't have got two 
I no. think he deserved one. I don't think he should have got two. But that's another conversation. Yeah. The other thing I want to leave you with, because I showed my love to Kobe and Mike, because they're the GOATs, I'm going to leave with this story kind of leads off on LeBron type of stuff. Okay. But it could be it could go bad. Now, this is called This is the End. Now, I'm going to go over the ends of these stories of these, guys, <laughs> these first four guys, and then we'll see where LeBron we'll s- goes. Well, okay, yeah. Jordan's last two seasons were with the Wizards at 40, 40 years old, right? So, when he owned the team as well. So after, so, after three, <laughs> so after three years of not playing professional basketball, he comes back and he plays two years with the Wizards. MJ's first year with the Wizards, he averaged 22.9 <laughs> points a game, 5.7 rebounds, and 5 assists at 38. After three seasons of not playing. And he put up over 20 points in the NBA. I can't think of someone off the top of my head that retired three seasons ago, but <laughs> if you thought of them coming back, I guarantee it had been a funny joke. I should have thought of someone. Ray Allen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Coming back and averaging 22.9. Which he could easily do because all he has to do is sit at the three-point okay, line. So, but, but kind of a lackluster ending, you know. Oh, to, for to sure a, a lackluster To a crazy storied all right, so Kobe struggles with after the Achilles injury, struggles with injuries for three seasons. Yeah, um, his last season was a little bit brighter because he got to kind of usher in the younger generation of right. players. Right, his sixty-point game. The, the farewell tour was awesome. The farewell tour is awesome, but really for three seasons it was awful. It was awful because I mean, he wasn't. It was my, probably the least my least would, favorite seasons in NBA history. Honestly, oh, these past five years been have been the worst. For me, because it's been the fir- worst five years the in Lakers, Lake, in Lakers yeah, history. Yeah, yeah, since the early 90s, for sure. Or mid-90s. Um, and then, so, moving on to the next guy, Magic. We all know how that went. He, you know, he, can, he comes yeah. down with the HIV illness. Yeah. He leaves for four seasons, and then he comes back for a farewell tour at 36 years old, plays 32 games. <laughs> Made the All-Star game. In 95-96. Made the All-Star game. Yeah, like, the you know, just the year before Kobe, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. so for four seasons, you know, his career was ended shortly when people didn't think he was done. He was also the coach of the Lakers for a time, a very, sm- very, very yeah. short time, not even a full season. Yeah. During that four-year span four of being seasons. retired. Four seasons not playing professional basketball. He comes back to play 32 games. And being diagnosed with HIV as and well. And being diagnosed with HIV. And then um, Bird might be the least known of the uh, endings, but he struggled with back injuries yeah. for four years. Yeah, he dealt with a lot of back injuries towards the end of his um, career. He, the, and his last back injury, which was I forget what year, but he had like four se- – like after that was four seasons left. He never made the finals again. Uh, the Boston never went back to the finals after that. Um, up, rum- in, up until the big three. Yeah, I've I've heard I've heard rumors that he hurt himself like laying concrete or something like that. But by the time he got, but by the time he got to the um, the dream team, he wasn't the same guy. No, not at all. Um, and you know, so it's like we see you know Bird hobbling off with a bad back, Magic. Con- contracts HIV. Kobe's Achilles. Leaves. Father Time is undefeated. What's going? LeBron is 32 years old. Now these guys were 35, 36, 38, and 40 respectively. So you know, what what kind of ending? And these are just my top five. But what kind of ending is uh, LeBron going to come to? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's 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 looking good the, so far. But the percentage, I mean, with the stories, you know, exactly. Like I said, I, Father like, Time is undefeated. 
is undefeated and it's so lackluster. There's so many, there's so few guys that get to go out on top. Um, we'll yeah. See. And for, and for someone like LeBron, who's put so much on his body, mm-hmm. it's like I, I, I said it a couple episodes ago, I believe when we were previewing the NBA or when we were previewing like who we thought the awards would be. Um, I think father time is going to start catching up to LeBron pretty soon. Yeah, I think I still think he's a couple years away from that no, kind of stuff. But yeah, no, I, for I, true. I, I mean, I think it's gonna be more of a Kobe deal. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's never because Kobe's body didn't. I mean, it was beat up, but it didn't break until it broke, and then it broke. Well, and I blame that on Mike D'Antoni playing him forty-eight minutes a game down the stretch. Yeah, well, that's another story. Yeah, we can save so, that. Yeah, but yeah, so I, I had fun. I, I love these. It's it's hard. It was hard for me to think of a way to make these guys sound good because. We all know all these yeah, guys' stories. Yeah. But I tried to dig up some good stuff. No, I mean, that was... Uh, I tried to dig up some good stuff, compare them in their primes, and just, you know, I truly believe that the narrative of the NBA was Bird and Magic brought the excitement and brought the fans. Jordan t- Jordan took it global and made it a brand. And, and Kobe ushered in the next mic to bring in LeBron, who is the new guy yeah. that is showing you what basketball can become and he's and he's really starting to groom the next crop of players like and i and i don't believe that we have the next guy yet no i don't believe we do i don't believe the next guy is in the nba right now i think he's in the nba i just don't think we know who he is yet that i mean i i'll give you that for sure i it could it could turn out to be ben simmons or something but or or joel Embiid or 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 carl anthony towns yeah who knows but Right now, I just I don't see I don't I I hope that um, someone ushers it in because you know that's been the narrative so far and and LeBron's great but his his days are numbered. Uh, got to appreciate what he's got left in the tank. I'm just hoping LeBron makes the year twenty. It'd be really cool to see LeBron in year twenty and then Bronny be in the NBA by then. Yeah. And and you know and like I've always said, I I, I truly believe LeBron's gonna be the first father son combo in the NBA. But now that I think about it, if the rules change, he'd only have to make it to year 19, and Bronny yeah. can go straight out of high school. Now, Bronny's, Just like his dad. Now, Bronny's got to be that's – the, that's the part that's not – you know, like yeah, him, we, his dad's He's playing, like 13 right now. We yeah, don't really know what he is yet. His dad playing is not that far-fetched. But, um, you know, being a one-and-done, whether you're LeBron's son or not, is, is a special thing to do. It's, it's not Yeah, just, I mean, look how, Jordan, look how Jordan's kids turned out. You can't buy it. You can't buy it. You know, yeah. So, but Bronny's is looking good. So, yeah, I'll leave it at that. So, real quick shout out to the city of Seattle. Hey, I, I, we've never talked about hockey on this no. show before. No, but apparently the city of Seattle is approved plans to improve the key arena. Yeah. In hopes to bring an NHL team to Seattle. Yeah. What are your, What are your thoughts on that there? I think they're just trying. I think it's ultimately to get the Sonics back. Uh, I, I hope think, so. I think what see. I mean, in, in my opinion, the only way they're going to come back, which is ridiculous, is that they're going to have to build a stadium that's for an NHL and, and an NBA team. Um, so getting it, getting the franchise there um, in Seattle, playing in a, like the Key Arena, will probably be. I don't. I don't know what a, like a, a typical. 
um, hockey stadium holds just because I know the Kings play in Staples. But Key Arena is yeah. small. I mean, I think it's like sixteen, seventeen thousand. But people. I think I think that's normal. But that's going to be okay for, a new, for an arena. Yeah, that would be good for, and especially for a team coming well, to a city that hasn't had hockey before for for two years. You know, say if they're there uh, before a stadium is built, that'll be fine. But I think the ultimate goal is them getting a hockey team, so the franchise is there. So when they're asking investors to build this stadium or or whatever the process is, they can say the NHL team's already here. Yeah, I mean, Palmer's got connections in with Seattle. Terms, in terms of stadium capacity, T-Mobile Arena in Vegas that's built right on the Strip, mm-hmm. it's where the the Golden Knights play. Yep, that capacity is twenty thousand for ice hockey. It's seventeen five. Yeah, so yeah, that's I mean, right. That's right where that's perfect. Key, that's, Key Arena is perfect. It's right where it's at. Um, but Key Arena cannot. It, they cannot get a basketball team in that arena. They, it, w- it won't happen. And so I think this is just a long con pitch to try and get that big stadium is to bring that NHL. That's like the first step. Okay. They're like, okay, now we got a hockey team at least. So now, now you know, we build this stadium. And then once they build it, they'll – They'll know, move in and – Or they'll be like, okay, now we got the basketball team. Let's build this. You know, if they get – if a team says they're going to come um, – might be like a, it might be an Oakland Las Vegas scenario where you know the Clippers yeah, say they're going to move out. to Seattle, but they're going to stay in Staples for two years. I've always said the Clippers need to move to Seattle. I mean, now I th- I think that it's just just because expansions are so hard to do. Yeah, but it's just it's also I just I don't hope any team gets ripped out of their city. Well, I've always said the Clippers should move to Seattle because. They really don't have any history here in Los Angeles. Yeah. They never won anything. No, no, they no, can, no definitely. They, they can. They can strip. Shot. They can strip that identity. Move up to Seattle. Reclaim the Sonics identity. Reclaim the championship the Sonics won. Yeah, no, they'd get all and the then, name, the colors, all that yeah. stuff. Um, the other place I always thought, I mean, the Clippers would be better off in San Diego over LA. Honestly, well, they used to be in San Diego. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, LA doesn't make sense. Ballmer's got a connection with Seattle, uh, so. You know, maybe we'll we see. see maybe we see this this uh, this hockey team in in the clip show. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. But uh, that wraps it up for this week on the Sports Kingdom. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TSK Show. Uh, if you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore World underscore. Like us on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash TSK Show. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash TSK show, or just type in the keyword, the sports kingdom show on either Apple podcasts or Stitcher. Peace. Later.